0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Take Your Points. I'm your host, Ronan Scott. Our guest this week is Down footballer Jerd Collins, who's on to talk about Congress, the Down Club Championship and a look back at the Down season. The big story this week was Congress and the votes on the motions to change the championship. But before I get into that with Jerd, I asked our columnist, Cal Carvel what he thought of the Congress.
1: There's massive issues around transparency before we even get into the minutiae of the proposal, and I think fundamentally one of the reasons why it did fail was that lack of transparency and lack of, uh, you know, people boots on the ground members understanding these fundamental changes to how they how their intercounty season is going to be run and how they uh, participate in terms of um, the, the intercounty season, and I think in order, yes, I think we're all agreed that change is Required, but how we actually go about that and that there's a, a consultation period that isn't just a couple of months where you're making significant fundamental changes and it shouldn't be a case of that the powers that be at Congress trying to tell the, the members, the, the lifeblood of the association, uh, repeat ad nauseum, um, what, how things are going to be and they're just going to have to lick it or lump it. I think it was also interesting, the fact that they came out and said there was no financial uh, benefit really to the GAA from the the, the Proposal B, which they had been pontificating about, and I think that fundamentally is incorrect. Um, So what happened at Congress, I think, was the right decision. I'm not agreeable that the status quo should continue. What I am saying is that there should be a better plan put in place or suggested that is consulted on with GPA, with uh, club members, with uh, the the, the players that are involved that aren't members of the the GPA, so that there's a holistic view of where things are. And also um, that, you know, the issues and the, the problems that were identified in Plan B in terms of also the fundamental point about, particularly in the Ulster Championship, uh, the, the decimation of that that would have been caused by um, the, the Proposal B going forward so that those issues can be ironed out and people can have their say. Ultimately, The GAA needs to be more open, needs to be more transparent, and in terms of the next proposal that will undoubtedly come, there has to be a longer lead time in terms of what's been proposed so that it can be fully considered. The gremlins um, dealt with in terms of the the detail and that um, the majority can then look at it in a transparent manner and decide what's best for our games and what's best for go- going forward, not what's best for the powers that be in Congress or the powers that be in the GAA. So um, certainly not surprised at what happened last week. I think it's maybe a wake-up call that we're not, not just going to go along with the status quo and actually there needs to be full transparent engagement and a proposal put forward which really makes a change and which really benefits our game. So, you know, there's a lot to digest in there, but certainly there is a way forward, but it has to bring the members on the ground along with it. And it can't just be, a, you know, an undemocratic dogma that's come down from above and we are to go along with it. That's not how the GEA should work. And I think people are waking up to that.
0: So welcome, Jared. Uh, let's get into the big story this week, which was Congress. The big drama was that the two motions were voted down. But I wonder going in, did you did you expect them to both to get voted down?
2: The, the, the championship ones I'm talking about, did you expect them to get voted down? Firstly, thanks for having us here, Ronan. To be honest, I wasn't really surprised because Proposal B um, was a GPA sort of driven agenda. I thought that maybe the powers that be, might be, you know, wouldn't give in to this is coming from the players, this is GPI driven. So I actually wasn't too shocked. Proposal A, I just never looked at it, I didn't think it was gonna work regardless, so I wasn't surprised at that. Proposal B, like something does need to change with the whole system because in my opinion it is a flawed system. Like the the provincials I think are outdated. You look at Monster, you know, Kerry get a, a free ride usually into the the latter stage of the Championship from there, whereas Ulster's a minefield, you have to battle to get through there, so something does need to change. Whether proposal B was the right option or not, I don't think it was. I think parts of it were good, but the fact that somebody, could, a team could finish second last or third last in Division 1 and not make the the knockout stage of the Championship, and whoever wins Division 4 could, well I think if that was put in motion, you could have teams maybe Trying to get the Division Four simply to try and win it, and then get into the latter stages that way.
0: Yeah, that's true. I read at the weekend uh, Joe Brawley suggested that the GPA uh, anything backed by the GPA was always going to be voted down by Congress. There does seem to be an anti thing towards the GPA. But um, we also I spoke to Cal Murray last week, and he sort of was surprised so many players were for a tiered system. You talked to a lot of players. Like I mean, he's incorrect. Like you would agree that lots of players have supported this
2: tiered sort of system or tiered approach. Well, I actually think that it needs to go to a tiered championship, an A1 and a B1. I don't know that was on the table as well um, the past couple of years. We're talking about it. But my own opinion is, I think this was suggested maybe by Cairn Um, not so long ago. Whereas the leagues, I think what you've got in the leagues now is is great. You've got teams who are, you know, level on par playing against each other. And there's not too many of those one-sided games handed out in the league. So you've got four divisions there. So instead of the seven matches, I think that what you could do is put that home and away, 14 league matches. So there's your benefit of more games against level opposition. And then from that, you could have your A and your B Championship, Division 1, Division 2, Division 3, Division 4. And then you could have it seeded as well. So the higher you finish in your league, obviously then the better chance you have of a um, more favourable draw in the actual A and B Championship. And I think that that would work. You could have it mid-January, week on week, right up until the end of April, start of May. Give May back to the clubs. And then June, July, there you go, have your A and your B championship, just knock out football. And that's the whole thing wrapped up by the end of July. And the clubs are back. They get the president then with all their players.
0: Mm-hmm. You're not concerned about there being a, you know, too much time given over the inter season and the clubs being the ones that maybe you know, not get as
2: much time? You think it would be a, good, a fair enough balance between the two? I do. Well, if you think, like it just the, the All-Ireland final used to be in the third Sunday of September. If you're wrapping that up a couple of months earlier do you know by and large then you are going to have all the players back playing for their clubs earlier um, and also then if you have pure knockout championship and you are starting the championship football in june well there are going to be teams then you know more players come back to the clubs just as a, as a result of getting knocked out of championship football for the inter-county so you will have your players back playing for their clubs yeah. at an earlier stage
0: yeah it's funny that i mean i could see on Twitter, people saying that this county is going to go this way, this county is going that way. It was almost like a, you know, an election, a, you know, an American election <laughs> where we were watching the tickers coming in and, uh, like an American election with the, with the states, you know, going one way or the other, red or blue or, or A or B. Um, uh, but one of the things that Carl, Carl, who, you know, our columnist, Gilek Life columnist would often hit on is the transparency issue. Like, should we have more transparency in what the counties are going to say or vote come Congress, mm-hmm. do you? Do
2: I you? completely agree, I completely agree. You know, even Ashley McConville, he was talking about it there yesterday. He was saying, you know, like that sort of secrecy could mean like the county delegate might be saying one thing and then maybe get a, a phone call or a text on the way down to vote and then their minds change. And sure, who knows then? Nobody knows. But even the fact that, you know, the weight of the votes are given out in the amount of clubs in each county, like the clubs should ultimately have the say in this here, now, I'm not too sure what happens in other counties, but I don't think in in town anyway. The vote actually went to the clubs. You know, what do you want? Where well, the the club delegates could then throw in their weight and their argument. So the whole transparency definitely needs to be looked at. You know, like who knows who, <laughs> who did vote? They might come out in Twitter, right? This is what we're voting for, but in reality, nobody really knows who voted for who. Yeah. What do you think about what happens next? Where
0: do they go? Like there's talk about next February or tweaking the system, and it does feel like that so many people want change and they think that things should change but what do you think the change will be and when do you think it will happen?
2: It's not going to go away it's, this topic of conversation it's just not like you've seen so many one-sided games in Championship over the last few years and it's not going to go away this conversation until something just does change as I said earlier I think that the Provincials you know they are outdated just for the difference of, of how hard it is in Ulster to get out of Ulster compared to Munster you know even like you asked Longford players, wealthy players and Leinster, you know, playing Dublin every year, you know, they're really up against it. So like, it does have to change and I think come February, another couple of months, is anything really going to change in Congress by then? Maybe not, but there needs to be, I don't know, a committee or a task force set down to really look at this and take it seriously and take inputs from get the GPA involved and they really need to sit down and think this one out because something does need to change.
0: It sounds like the majority of Ulster counties voted against the proposals, um, even though, well, probably because Ulster is so competitive and that they feel that their product is, if you, you know, I shouldn't probably use the word product, but their competition is um, better than everyone else's. Like, the Ulster Championship is so. Oh, it is, it's, it's fantastic. definitely, it's
2: exciting, yeah, the Ulster Champion. It is the best, but it also puts the Ulster counties, I think, at a disadvantage coming through, like you see Matrone, who they had to beat this year to get the All-Ireland Final, and you just compare that to the likes you know, who were able to, to walk through Munster and come right through the semi-final. like That that just shouldn't happen, in my opinion. Um, but the Ulster, the Ulster Ch- Championship is the best, and, and everyone knows that. But if you take into consideration all other provincials, well, then you have to weigh up, you know, everything and take that, take that into consideration, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe move on and to maybe segue into the, the club championships, you know, because there's so, you know, there's so many different systems in club championship. What did you think of the club championship this year? You know, that, you know, your own club, Downpatrick had a good run and perhaps could have won farther. Is that what you would say?
2: I do, in Down they do a backdoor. So you have to win two matches to get the quarter final, or if you're in your first two matches, then you'll have to play three matches and obviously ultimately win two to get the quarter final. So I personally have the opinion that it should all be knockout football. It's just the most exciting. And um, it works well in Tyrone as well. You see, you know, there's not too many past or winners can do back to back in Tyrone, pure and simple because of the knockout system. I think whenever there is a backdoor, it favours the stronger teams. Now ourselves this year, we did, Patrick. we won um, our first two games. We carried off from a big Longstone and we got into the winner's side of the quarterfinal draw. And we ended up playing Clon Clonduff. Clon came through, they were beat Bikilku, so they came through in the, the loser's pot, and they probably would have been the strongest team we could have faced in the quarterfinal, based on that draw. Um, on the game itself, we had our chances. We went 6-1 down in the first 15 minutes, then we came back, there was 8 each at half-time, just after half-time. With a goal opportunity, hit the post and kind of come up and score. You know, so instead of us going a goal up, they came up and scored and they went ahead at that stage. Um, and then even after we had some chances, just didn't take them. But in Championship football it's you have to be ruthless, kinda of go, take your chances. You don't get that second bite at that stage. You are talking
0: about a backdoor system, or you prefer a knockout system in club level, but what about a knockout system in
2: intercounty level? You prefer an intercounty level as well? I do, yeah. 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 I just think knockout football is just more exciting. You know, it's you don't have that second bite of the cherry. So like everything is poured into this match and I just, I, I honestly think that the back door does favour stronger teams, mm-hmm. you don't really have that um, like even if you think back the temporary winning in Munster in the, the knockout football, great story, great to see, Cavan winning in Ulster, that was the years that it was knockout football, you know, so in my opinion knockout football should be, that's the way championship should be played. At club
0: level in Down, do you think it's helped though that backdoor system, at, anybody, any of the teams, has it helped them?
2: It's it's helped Kilku a couple of times, they've maybe been beat and they came back then and won the championship. Um, Like for a team, at one point beat Kilku a couple of years ago and then they faced them again in the quarter-final or semi-final. Kilku beat them. They aren't going to make that same mistake second time round within such a short period of time in the same season. So it does, in my opinion, just benefit the the stronger teams. Um, I know you can say other teams are getting more football, but when it comes to the crunch at the end of the day, if the more stronger teams are going to, second time round, not going to make the same mistakes twice. Where do you think
0: you are in town, Patrick? Like Patrick? Like, what sort of level is the t- club at and how, you know, how far are you on in your transition or your progress?
2: Well, we were Division 2 this year and I think that's maybe a factor that went went against us whenever we came to our quarter final against Clondough. You know, we weren't playing the, the top teams in down week in, week out, but we could maybe have I had that start in Division 2 where we didn't play well, you know, for the first 15 minutes and we wouldn't have been 6-1 down, whereas you play against the top teams in down and you have a poor 15 minutes, you can't find yourself 5-6 points down. Um, but we've got a young team um, managed by Eddie Robinson and Kevin Gracie, two good club men. And this year, Mickey Walsh came in and he was then the coach after down had finished and the boost and the improvement that he brought to everything was, was huge and that was a big factor on us like, getting to the quarterfinal championship and having the belief there that we could have went further. He was a great man to bring in. Um, the training was stepped up. His attention to detail was first-class. Like, he's, in my opinion, one of the best coaches in and We were lucky to get him in. So that helped our players to see, you know, this is a level we need to get to. So next year, we're in Division 1. We won Division 2, so we got promoted out of Division 2 and we're in Division 1 so it's just going to bring our game on I think even more playing these teams week in week out, especially for the younger players who are starting to come through and we do have great talent there. Young Tom Smith who played with down under 20s this year and got an All-Star, he was there, he was a bit injured for us. Um, Oran Cunningham who was the down minor vice-captain this year so we do have talent coming through but they need to be playing Division 1 football and we need to be you know, reaching these latter stages of the Championship and competing with the likes of Burns and Clacous and Clonduffs. You know,
0: you say Mickey Walsh is like the best coach. Why do you say that? What does he do that's different, or what is the what? Why is he the next level?
2: Mickey Walsh is just attention to details. It's, it's Second and on, really is like the stuff that he his knowledge of dying football for one, and what he brings along with him is the whole S and C side of things. Mickey's just like, he's like an encyclopedia when it comes to that. Um, for dying last year, he was our S and C coach, and you were going to gym sessions and his, and it was all stuff, you know never seen before it was really innovative and really beneficial anytime you're doing something in the gym he's telling you why you're doing it this is going to improve you know your shuffle this way if you're breaking off of the speed everything was explained to you but then he's also got his, his drills whenever you came to training the cones were all set out there you had your 30 second water break between drills explanation this is why we're doing it go everything was just down to a t really really good and i think the players bought into that because every training session was different it was enjoyable and the numbers we got this year were, were very good in comparison to the other years.
0: So what has to happen then for you to go to that next level and get up to the where those... You know, look,
2: well, we better luck. We'll get Mickey Walsh again next year. Yeah. Hopefully he comes in, um, because I don't think that's um, signed or anything yet, what's happening next year with him. But I think just the players need to take the onus. You know, this is the level you need to be. Um, you know, we need to do more maybe in our own time. So think those chances that were missed against Condorf, if you're going out practice and more, you'll not miss them the next time. Um, and just really like, not so much a lifestyle change, but just, you know, this is the commitment and the dedication you need to get there if you want to realistically win a, a down championship. God, you hear that so much. like, well, I hear often from club managers that are, and club managers, yeah,
0: they would just say that players just need to change their attitude. They have to accept that this is, um, you know, they have to, it's part of their life and they have to buy into it. Like, you know, it's, it's you know, it's hard for somebody who doesn't play. Club level, club football to that level, but you know it, it does feel like you know if you've got the guys who do commit, then you will get your get your rewards. Where do you think Down football is at the moment in the like club football? Like, where how competitive is it? You know, how far ahead are Kilkoo or are they ahead that far at all?
2: To be honest, it's probably like Kilkoo and Byrne. You know, a lot of people would have predicted that that was going to be your your Down final this year, your Down championship final. But there really isn't a lot between the top teams, and even like ourselves. You know, we didn't think we we're that far away, but. It's all on the day and you just can't buy that sort of experience that Kilcoo have got, you know, like even in this year's championship, I've watched most most of their matches and they haven't been the fluid Kilcoo attacking team, they haven't been racking up big scores, but they're in a championship final and they're just, you know, grinding results out and there's no better team in than doing that. Um Byrne they have a lot of young players coming through and they do have talent there. Obviously Jim McCorrey's in managing them, so he knows Kilcoo inside out as well, haven't managed them for three years. So I think between the top teams obviously Kilku and Byrne are in the Down Championship final and rightly so because on paper they probably are the two best teams in down but there's a chasing pack there where it really isn't that far away. Even look at off took Kilku to extra time in the quarter final, and we beat Kyed in the first round of Championship by four or five points so like there is just a kick of a ball sometimes between the teams but it comes down probably to that know-how, Championship cuteness and experience really.
0: Yeah, Vanilla Car and our paper in Gaelic Life suggested recently that she felt that maybe the traditional teams or the traditional town teams in town are sort of slipping away. There's a there's obviously the constant issue with New Year's New doesn't have a senior team, but then Brantford getting into the relegation zone um, as well, like you know. Uh, um, Castlewell in one point you know do you think there's an issue with you know the, maybe the Southdown town teams or is there an issue there or do you think it's cyclical or what are you thinking you know, because you're from a town team yourself
2: yeah well like I know for, for, in our club there's massive massive emphasis put on the underage you know like even there was really like, Friday nights where they done blitzes and Sunday morning training sessions a lot there's a allotment then to trying to get the seniors more involved because obviously these are the players that the younger ones look up to so I know this year like there was a complete like maybe 10 or 12 senior players every week involved in coaching the underage. Um, I'm not sure what's going on in, in, in other clubs, but I know certainly in, in Bransford and in Castle Island, like, you know, they were traditionally always you know up at the top table in down football and they might have dropped off for one reason or another. Newry, I, I just, I don't know what's going on there because like they're further away from getting a senior football team than ever. Uh, Warren Point have made great strides in recent years, to be fair to them. So, there are maybe some like, towns and, and, and huge population centres you look at that aren't providing to the, the Downs senior team, but there are great strides being made in other clubs. So maybe it's not just to completely, you know, pick right, it's a, a town issue. No matter if just heavy Castlewell and are having, you know, poor teams this year, there's still there's a couple of players each each year, you know, step up and do good jobs for, for Downs Senior team. In likes of David McKibben and Connor McGinn for Bransford for years. Um, Sean Dornan, Rory Burns and Castlewellan. so they still do have players who are contributing the, the down overall too.
0: We're club championship heavy everywhere in Ulster, you know, we're getting closer to the finals in a lot of different places. Have you, has anywhere sort of sprung, caught your eye of any other games or any other counties caught your eye, you know, this year?
2: Well, I actually enjoy watching the Trowan Championship because I think it's the most competitive. I see now they announced there are the two semi finals, or one's in RT, I think one's in TG Car. So we'll definitely be watching those. Um, obviously, with Tron winning the All Ireland this year, there's the four teams left there littered with All Ireland winners now. So they probably got that taste of success and that's going to be driving them on in the clubs. Um, I mean, if you look at Trillick and the two Donleys playing for them and the two Brennans, you know. That's quality there that they have. Then you've got Ariel Cairn, the, the Canovans coming through, and Peter Hart. So like, that's an interesting championship. It's hard to pick a winner from Tyrone. It seems to always be the case there. I um, actually watched yesterday the, the Donegal, Neve Connell and Kilcarra match. Um, it wasn't the most fascinating match to watch until about the last five minutes, and then it sort of kicked into life. Um, and then, obviously, there you've still got the heavyweights. Slack Naylor, still there, and, and Cross McLean and Armagh. I know the winners are Down play away to the Calvin Champions, so it's between Remora United and, and Guyana. I know Guyana they're littered as well with with intercounty players. Conor Madden will be a handful for for any fullback. He plays full forward and seen he scored a couple of goals yesterday. So no, it'll be an interesting championship. Um, it always is the Ulster Club Championship, and it's played in winter as well. So anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Kilkenny will be. to retain their trophy and they're not going to give that up easy but they have to get past Byrne in the the Down final first if they are to get past them that is. What way do you see that going like? I would have said Byrne up until yesterday and then Liam Kerr took a bad hit and he had to come off before half time so I don't know he might be a doubt for the final and he was probably the player of the championship in in Down this year so he's a massive loss if he's not playing for Byrne so that might even things out for Kilku. and the two teams, there'll not be no love lost there in that final. So it's a hard one to pick. It'll not be, a, I don't think it'll be a high-scoring spectacle and one for the neutral. But Kilcoombe might just grind it out in the end. I think a, a lot will depend on, on Liam Kerch's fitness. He, he is that good a player.
0: Interesting you mentioned Ergil, Kieran and Trone because it does seem like they could be coming back in Ergil or one of the Throne teams that can have one ulster, you know, where mm-hmm. Throne have always had trouble teams have had trouble getting outside of Ulster, you know, which, you know, Kilke were able to do. But may mentioned Kevin, we just finally, we could move on to talk about just down and the down season. You know, you've had time to reflect on the campaign. What have you thought of it? It's been an odd couple of years, but what did you think of this
2: season uh, with down? The last season, it was, it was a strange one. Do you know, even your league, you were in Division 2, but you were broken in the northern half against the southern half, and... Obviously we drew Mayo as well in our first game, league game, which was a, an eye-opener for players, you know. Like Mayo had been competing in All-Ireland Finals the past couple of years, probably shouldn't even have been in Division 2. That was our first game in the league and we uh, went down, it was, in, it was in Mayo as well, in Castle Bar. I remember the rain lashing down and I got beat, and beat out the gate to be honest that day, we beat 14 or 15 points. So that was a tough start and like Whenever you're playing such a, a short league campaign, you know, it was tough to take. I remember coming back up on the bus. Our next game then was at home against Meath, which was another. They came down from Division 1, so we really did have a tough, tough start, and we got beaten that too. So, like, there was a lot of soul-searching going on because, you know, first two matches beat we had then won. Basically, it was, it was knockout football for us at that stage because we were beat then, away to Westmeath, to then we were we were down, we were we relegated. So we gave ourselves a fighting chance, we beat them, and then in the relegation playoff with Drew Leash, and had a good win over them in Uri, and that the confidence was back up, you know, it was, things were going well, we were motoring well. And um, obviously on the championship with Donegal at home in the preliminary, and we knew were a massive task, but on the day, I don't know, there were just freeze, or just things didn't go our way in, in Uri, and it was a hammer and handed out again and it was just tough to take, like it was it, it really, really was. I remember the him room afterwards and there's hardly a word spoke, you know, because that was your be on end all, that was your championship day and Yuri the crowd was back in and all. And we just let ourselves down that day. We just didn't perform at all. Um but probably Barry O'Hagan, he scored eight points he had a blinder that day first, but the rest was just didn't perform and it just wasn't good enough on the day. Um and then obviously Donegal going on and getting beat by so it, it did like the, sh- the short season didn't help because you need to be playing matches. And one thing about Down, you know, there seems to be a lot of turnover players. So you're trying to get that sort of core batch of players to come through. Like you know, if you look at that Tyrone team, you've boys who've been there playing for eight years, six, seven, eight years, and and dying for whatever reason or another, you know, you take out Barry Hagan and and, and and Kevin McCarney and Kieran Munny, you know. There's a lot of an experience in that team and it seems to be a, a, a recurring thing. I made my, cha- my debut back in twenty fifteen and the amount of players who passed through in that time it's it's it is alarming like for, for one reason or another. You can't get players to commit the down for the long haul. Is that right? Yeah. So you you had
0: noticed that. You were coming into the team then that would have been fairly settled then or? It would
2: have been, you know, you coming in and you had like Peter Fitzpatrick, uh, Conor Connor Laverty, Peter Turley, um, Mark Poland. Connor Garvey, you had boys who had been there, you know, played in the All Ireland Final in 2010. So they did mm-hmm. like they that was five years later, and they were still there. And that team was playing. We played in Division One back in 2016, but a lot of that team had actually played in Division One for a good few years before that. But now it just seems to be I, I don't know. There's just players seem to come and go in and for one reason or another. You know, we don't have that sort of core batch of players that need their couple of years get experience playing, and then you know they're coming through and the younger players are looking up to them, you know, it just seems to be maybe you've only got a handful of players that have, have been there and stuck it out for a number of years.
0: And it's not sort of like that you're playing at the low level. You just haven't been down in Division 4 or, you know, where it wouldn't be exciting to play. No. You haven't been playing at levels or good teams. You know, there would be a... There's, there is a draw to play uh-huh. if you want to play the best.
2: Yeah, but there's some players that just don't put their hand up to play county football for down for, for one reason or another. And it's, you know, I don't know, if you look at other counties, it doesn't maybe happen in Tyrone. you know, it's, this is it, you know, to play county football for Tyrone is their passion and their drive and they would give the right arm for it. But I don't know, for, for some reason, strange because with the tradition down has, it, you know, I don't know why you wouldn't want to put your hand up and play for down and, and, and give your all.
0: And how concerned are you that there's no manager in place, you know, after Paddy left?
2: Yeah, it's, it's late in the day, you know. like. I've played under now uh, Jim McCorry in Burns, Paddy Talley, like, and you know you look at Armagh, they've been Kieran McGinney for a number of years, hasn't brought them you know the success that they probably desire, but you can see that improvement with well, that sort of fluidity there. So it might have been you know we probably would like to see Paddy get another year because now you're starting back to scratch where a new manager's going to come in and you know, might have trial games wants to pick the team, he wants to he's going to have to get to know his players, and then next thing you know it's. Right, the league's starting here you know so he's experimenting maybe so it is it is alarming that we haven't got a manager in place but you would hope but they're maybe debating or they're they're holding out for the right man they're not rushing in to make you know a panic um appointment so yeah we're still in the lurch of, of who it might be at this stage yeah you like paddy
0: talley you thought his management was good he was on the show there recently um a couple of those shows ago and he was telling us about you know his um you know what he thought of the Tron teams and now he's with Kerry, so you liked
2: Paddy's? I did, yeah. Paddy had a great, great way of the players, you know, like he's very easily approachable. Um, he could have talked to Paddy about anything, not just about football. It could have been anything that's happening in the news, you know. Um, but from that point of view, he was, he was very approachable, I thought. Um, in terms of his managerial state, he was very hands-on, you know, he was involved a lot in the coaching. Um, and he, he seemed to enjoy that as well. But I know Paddy, Paddy definitely improved a lot of players in down, and he he gave players chances. That's one thing about, um, Paddy. He definitely wasn't shy from from giving boys an opportunity to prove themselves at in inter county football. Mhm,
0: mhm. Okay, so for now, just gonna enjoy the the winter then, and just prepare
2: for next season, and just wait to see who's coming in. Yeah, pretty much. It's strange now once you, you're going from inter county to club football, and you're three, four nights, you know, meeting up with the lads, having the crack. You're. As soon as you finish work, you're thinking, right, training the night, you're preparing your meals or you're working around. Um, it's, it's strange now having all that free time, to be honest. But I did have a wee girl over lockdown now, so maybe spend a bit more time with her as well. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you a bit of time to
0: chase kids around instead of chasing men around the field. Definitely, definitely. Jared, I really appreciate you coming in. Thank you for your time. No bother at all. Thank you.